Welcome to Wired AF. You're listening to episode 11 of the podcast. On the podcast, we talk about all things health and fitness. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Brandon. I'm a weightlifter, a nutritionist, and the head coach at Acardi Fitness. And I'm Steph. I'm a soon-to-be qualified osteopath and I'm a Pilates instructor as well. Episode 11 is about our training beliefs and how they've changed over the years uh, that we've been involved in the fitness industry. So recently, we had Damo on the podcast last week. Yeah. So that was really good to talk about how important it is to give clients their little wins when they're coming to the gym for the first time or when they're first being introduced to the gym so it made us think how important that is to us and we just thought about how all the stories we've had and all like sometimes the fails we've had um, and how much we've learned just from being involved in the fitness industry and how that's shaped a lot of our beliefs now yeah which you know the way we train someone now for both of us is really different to the way we train someone five six years ago Well, I mean, everyone makes mistakes whenever they're new in anything. So, of course, like we would have made mistakes and like we didn't know everything. We still don't know everything. We we try to keep learning, obviously, and growing. But, um, yeah, there's no way we knew everything at the start. But (laughs) I think maybe at the start we thought we knew a lot more than we actually did. And now reflecting back, it's like we didn't know anything. What what were we doing? Like maybe we had some basics there, but you can't just come out of your fitness course and think – yeah, I'm a PT. I, I know all this stuff and I know exactly what I'm going to do with everyone. And yeah, it's just interesting to look back now. You really don't have a lot of experience when you first passed your course. Like you really don't know all that much. And I think for both of us, like our experiences with our mentors and the clients we've had and the jobs we've had has really sort of shaped where we are now with how we train people. Yeah. So you just touching on that. When I, I think was different for me compared to a lot of other people is I'd already been training people for a a long time before I was, not to get any legal discussions, but (laughs) before I was qualified personal trainer, like Cert 3 and 4, I was already training people for ages because I had the Cert, the level 1. Yeah, but when I think about it, if I didn't, if I didn't have all that, that knowledge, that information, and I just did my certificate 3 and 4 at the beginning, it would have been awful. Like, I can't imagine people that just do this. Like, you shouldn't even be allowed to... The, what the online cert teaches you, it doesn't prepare you for anything. You don't even, like, teach anyone how to do an exercise or anything. It's more just talking about... I don't even know. It's more like some basic physiology of, and some... And, like, business planning. And they yeah. do, like, all these random kind of things that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good, I think, for teaching you, like, starting a business, some of the things you need to be considering. But but, and, like, you. occupational health and safety, it yeah. teaches you. But... Like it doesn't teach you a lot about exercise for an exercise course, which is strange. Yeah, or how to train people, <laughs> especially for us being in lockdown and adapting our training to client, like training clients online, uh, and that's pretty much our sole um, business at the moment. We've adapted a lot more of a like the Pilates and bodyweight exercises as like a warm up or those kind of exercises being prescribed to, which is which we never used to do as far as. Um, focus on those movements as much so it's been great to focus on them so I think when people come back to the gym they'll actually be a bit stronger in certain areas because of working on those weaknesses yeah well like I mean a lot of people don't have equipment at home so we sort of had to work around that or they might have rented maybe a kettlebell from us or they have minimal equipment not many people have a full barbell set up with like Olympic lifting plates there and a platform and like some people are really fortunate they have that but not everyone that we're training online has those kinds of setups they're doing it from their lounge room and all they've got is maybe a eight kilo kettlebell and a mat. And it's like, all right, well, how are we going to give them a workout and get them 
stronger or maintain their fitness um, when, you know, maybe we used to do a lot more strength and conditioning, like here's your strength component, here's just your deadlift or your squat for the day or whatever it might be. And then here's your conditioning component, which is your cardio sort of workout. Like, whereas now it's like, okay, we need to revamp that and think about what we've been doing. And yeah, Pilates has been great, I think, for that. And it's definitely taken off online because you can do so much with body weight movements. Our job also is we want to keep people engaged and interested. Not everyone has the same drive and passion and we don't expect that as us. So not everyone's like loves to really struggle and and do weights and do those things. So there's lots of different ways we have to um, approach people. So it just gives us another aspect to to accommodate someone. Sometimes people just want to move and feel good and feel like they've done something for the day. Even if they didn't sweat, they just want to feel like they've moved their body. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm a big fan of that. I think that's awesome. So yeah, sometimes we just need to give them that. We have a stretch and chill class on a Tuesday, which is so popular. People love just tuning in for half an hour and you just take them through stretches. Like they love it. So um, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, like it doesn't have to be hardcore for them to get the benefit of it, which is, I think where our values or not our values, but I think our beliefs have changed a lot. Whereas maybe we used to think that we just needed to smash people. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so our backgrounds have played a big role in how we initially used to train people or, or how we got into, I guess, exercise. And that kind of sets up a bit of context behind what we believe. And, and I guess, you know, you, you try and project what you project what you like onto other people just naturally mm. so you obviously have a martial arts background yeah so I mean I sort of got into the fitness industry because I was heavily involved in martial arts and just sport as a kid and a teenager and then I wanted to improve my sport so that's where I found CrossFit and at the same time that I started CrossFit I started my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness um, which is the group fitness instructor and the personal trainer qualification so I did them at the same time, basically. I, was, I started training at a CrossFit gym and I stopped doing Taekwondo and I was doing my certificate in fitness at the same time. And then eventually, I, about halfway through that year, I started doing an internship at CrossFit as well. So that was sort of like my introduction into the fitness industry because I was athletic. And yours was pretty similar as well, wasn't it? Yeah, mine was pretty much the same as yours. So I was doing field hockey at the time and I just wanted to improve my fitness, very similar to you, or kind of get stronger. And then eventually those <laughs> accessory sessions just became my normal training. Yeah, and, and so then I got the internship at the same place as you and we were both um, yeah, we were both CrossFit interns and then that we were really interested and passionate about that. So then that kind of formed a lot of the the way we wanted to train people for for the future for the next couple of years at least. Training people at a CrossFit gym is very different to how we train people now. And uh, especially like that really hardcore um, people would come in and you'd be like, all right, you know, you'd be told, you know, fucking work them really, really hard or, um, make them remember the first session. It was yeah, kind of yeah. like the, even though we would take as interns, we would take them through the fundamentals, the fundamentals, like, yeah, we taught them how to squat and deadlift, which was but, great. Yeah. And, and overhead, it was great. Of course. Yeah, like we t- yeah. taught them really good that, basics. None of that has changed. No, that hasn't changed exactly. But the first workout that we would make them do was thrusters and pull-ups. Like that's so intense. And for anyone that doesn't know what a thruster is, it's a squat and a press. And then you get them to do pull-ups as well. A lot of people can't do pull-ups and then they wouldn't be able to move for a week. Yeah, there was plenty of times I'd, you know, oh, I still do it now, but you you know, you got to help lift them up. And it's just funny, but uh, that's, you know, it might not give that person that, you know, 
it's my first workout and my coach is assisting me to do pull-ups already. It would make him feel shit, I imagine. Oh, like, oh, looking oh. back now, I'm like, wow, that must be so demeaning to have to have your but, coach help you yeah, do a pull-up. But, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, most people would really go, I love that. Like, I've never had someone, you know, put that much energy and actually, like, normally my PT just sits on his phone and, and doesn't um, give me much attention yeah. or doesn't really um, engage with me as, as well as, you know, what we were doing. So, you know, you can look at it in really different ways, but yeah. we've definitely probably, you know, combined all the best elements into what we do now. I started working at Fernwood Fitness as soon as I'd finished my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. And I was also still the CrossFit, I was an intern at the CrossFit gym at the same time. So I was at both and Fernwood Fitness is a women's only gym. And it's very much the women there were scared of doing weights. So there was a lot of machine weights that were there. And because I'd had that exposure to CrossFit in that year, I was coming into Fernwood Fitness with this like, yeah, we got to do weights. It's so awesome. And like, I was really enthusiastic about working people hard and like maybe in different ways they hadn't before, which I think that the PT clients there I had yeah I think they loved it because it was something different they hadn't experienced and I was teaching them how to move a barbell and how to move kettlebells and how to move dumbbells which they hadn't learned before they'd only ever done machines with their PTs so for them it was a bit of a like they I think they loved it I mean I retained my clients really well I couldn't get rid of them basically so I was really lucky that they loved it that much but I think even now when I look at it, maybe I pushed some of them too hard. And like for some of them, maybe although they enjoyed it, I still needed to strip it back a little bit, not necessarily to machines, because I still don't really think that machines are that great. I think that like functional movements are better, but I could have definitely like maybe made some of their exercises a little bit more user-friendly than like a snatch and clean and jerk, for example. Yeah. Well, not that we would teach them that, not that we were teaching those people that anyway. Do you know what I mean? But I think just because... Um, we were doing it so much and we were so enthusiastic. We were just projecting that onto other people so much where we needed to, I guess, screen and read people a little bit better and go, oh, I don't know if that's appropriate Um, and just go from there, which is what we do really well now. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think you're right, yeah. (laughs) And then the courses we did. Yeah, so I think one of the the best, um, so even just the AWF course that I did recently was really good, just kind of um, reiterating a lot of things we already know, like teaching people front squats um, and, you know, I think people kind of put those kind of movements off, you know, people, the client can see the bar, so that makes them feel more comfortable than putting the bar on their back. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things we do, like, you know, the importance of doing overhead movements, uh, I think there's a lot of stigma about doing things behind the neck, but behind the neck's actually really good at doing an overhead movement because you don't you can have your hands wider so it doesn't require as much flexibility. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, you know, that course is really good for people to reiterate, you know, that's how you should approach things and that's how you should teach people um, some you know, if they're getting used to training with the barbell for the first time and the importance of, you know, learning how to deadlift really cr- learning correctly and learning how to squat correctly is going to set you up for all the other movements. And that's something that we still really value um, today. So it's really good to have uh, a course like that for, I find the courses like, you know, the AWF course is more valuable than certificate three and four. Yeah. And, uh, and even, you know, uh, knowing what I know now and then uh, doing the CrossFit one, you know, you can kind of see, well, geez, there's a lot of gaps in the way that cues are being delivered to certain people. And that's, that, that's their course. But yeah, I think the AWF course is a really good one for people to learn 
uh, it's definitely just um it was a great refresher for me and yeah i think you could get a couple of different cues out of it. it's awesome yeah i mean like even the crossfit level one certification that we both did we did it at different times Although like I may not necessarily believe in some of the way that they teach things, I think that the way they run it in the detail they run it is really beneficial for someone who maybe is just entering the fitness industry, especially like I've done my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness and I did my diploma in fitness and I actually didn't learn too much how to lift correctly through those two courses. That's two years of fitness training. But doing the CrossFit courses and the mentoring, I actually learned quite a bit through those. But then I've done heaps of courses myself as well. Like I did um, kettlebells level one and two, learned heaps from that. I've done boxing courses, learned heaps from that. I've done like Pilates training courses. Like there's just so many extra things you can do that you learn so much more from over the years. So all of that accumulated together, I think sort of leads you to where you end up or where we are now. It's led us to where we are now. I'm like, you get, might get little things here and there from every course, but there are definitely some that are better than others, I think. I think all those courses are useless if you don't apply any of that information or actually do experience in the industry and try and train people. Yeah. If you if we, you know, if you were to just do those courses, you don't actually know how to apply it. And a lot of those things don't actually work in the real world anyway. So when you, when you actually have to teach someone who has mm. never been in the gym before, uh, and you have to make them feel comfortable. No one's teaching you how to do that. That's so it's something true. you got to learn on yeah. your own. And uh, and just I think something that we've learned a lot is, you know, for especially a beginner, don't worry about a program. Just progress at your rate. And that's something that we really, um, I think we take things, I like to think we take things a little bit slower than what we used to. We teach them the basics, which I think we've always taught them the basics from the beginning. We've always taught them how to squat, deadlift, use the upper body, whether that's pressing or rowing. We've always kind of done those basic movements, which I think set us up for a really good foundation. But now we kind of even strip that back even more and sometimes even keep them on the basics for a little bit longer than maybe they think they need to, just because we want to make sure they can do it technically really correctly before we progress them. I think something that also has changed and even the program at our gym is we you know, people would be like, oh, well, I need I need variety in order to keep me entertained. Or it, people think that variety, people have a really weird view of, of what they need to do at the gym in order to progress. I think they, they believe that they have to do something different every time in order to improve. And if you were to do something different every time, you'd never really get good at anything, which is, <laughs> defeats the whole purpose of training anyway. So, you know, my program is six exercises, five, maybe five exercises if you want to split the clean pulls and snatch up, snatch pulls together and you know, I split them up. But like, it's all the same yeah. stuff and that's how yeah. you improve in those things. Um, our friend Josh, he's doing gymnastics. If he only did gymnastics once a week and he only did, you know, different exercises every week, he wouldn't, his training wouldn't account to anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people would come in and be like, oh, we're squatting, we're squatting again. We squatted two days ago. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you, you have to in order to improve and, and get better at it. So I think just the way we educate people about how to train um, and what's like a, you know, a good program, what does a good program look like and, you know, what exercises need to be made up uh, in a good program has, has, you know, changed. Pilates is the same as well, though. Like some instructors that I've sort of guided and helped to like build them up and make them better trainers or men some of the instructors I've mentored, I've sort of spoken to them about how there aren't really that many different exercises to do. Like, yeah, you can complete 
the same exercise in a slightly different way, but it's still the same fundamental exercise. Like you can do a lunge. So you can do like a uh, reverse lunge where your leg goes backwards, or you can do a forward lunge where you step forwards, or you could just do it on the spot up and down, or you could do alternating. Oh my God. Like, but it's all the same thing, right? It's still a lunge. You haven't reinvented the wheel. You've just delivered it in a slightly different way. So the person feels like it's new, but there's only so many exercises that you can do. You know what I mean? Or so many different things without getting too creative. And if you overcomplicate it and make it too different, like you said, you're just not going to get better at those basics. Yeah. And people uh, will forget. And and I think something that people really struggle with is remembering the name of the movement. (laughs) For some reason, people just can't do it. They just can't remember. If you say, oh, what's the snatch again? Which one's the deadlift? If you keep giving a different progression every time, they'll never remember. No, but the, and then they'll never improve themselves. So something that we're really uh, big on is, you know, we want people to know how to do it without us. Like we want people to know how to do a deadlift without us correctly, and uh, remember a couple of cues, and and that can guide their training. So uh, if we keep giving them different progressions and weird exercises and get them to do deadlifts on a BOSU ball and have screens around the room that tell them the exercise or just tell them what the movement looks like without explaining to them, you know, without teaching them, you're not really going to improve. Yeah. You're not really going to get any better. Well, even educating them why you're doing an exercise you're doing. And I think that almost gives them a bit more understanding of, oh yeah, I can see how this relates to my everyday life. You know, like a deadlift you're picking something up off the floor. That's a pretty foundation movement of everyday life or a squat, you're sitting on a chair or you're sitting down on the toilet or you know what I mean? Like you, it's something that you need to do in your everyday life. So if you can sort of relate that to someone, then they're going to understand it better. And I think they're going to appreciate it a bit more and see why, oh yeah, this is why we do this every week. Like, cause it makes sense. Like, yeah. Education is a big part of um, how we do our programming and how we, uh, I guess teach people nowadays it's a lot more focused on why you need to do it rather than hey here you go come in and train see you next week not that we ever really did that but I think it's just uh, really important to us making sure people uh, you know becoming more independent with their exercise and you know they'll leave going yeah I feel like this person's putting in some energy into me and I'm actually going to improve yeah, I think the reason that we approach things that way as well, and I think we were pretty good from it from the beginnings because we had such good mentors as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we were so lucky we had a weightlifting coach who was just so invested in us and like so he cared so much about our technique and like what we were doing and how we're progressing. Like Goran was just amazing to mentor us and I think we both learnt so much from him. And even my first weightlifting coach, Mark, as well, like I learnt heaps, heaps from him as well. Agreed, yeah. yeah. I think something that um, even Goran uh, keeps reminding you know us all the time is when people would come into the gym before and they wanted to do some training in assistance to their current sport, we would kind of see that as like, oh, well, hold on, why are you here? Like, just do your sport or just, we wouldn't really know how to complement their training. Whereas um, Goran has kind of, you know, reiterated to us, like, you know, doing lots of different types of things, like he would do yoga to improve his flexibility. So it's for injury prevention. And like, we believe that we have a lot of um, beliefs in different types of training styles where, you know, we never really had a big background in flexibility or we never really had a big background in just strength only. 
Whereas now um, our knowledge gaps have been filled up over time and we, yeah. we can know how to cater for all different populations. Yeah, like we used to be very, needs. yeah, we used to be like very black and white almost. Like it's CrossFit or Olympic weightlifting and you can't do anything else or you can do this sport, but you can't do weightlifting as well. Like yeah. if you do the two together, no way, that doesn't work. Whereas now we kind of both are like, well, actually it's a bit more gray. Like do the things you enjoy. You want to play basketball, play basketball. You want to play footy, awesome. But maybe do some strength training to complement that. This is how you do that. Or you want to do some Pilates to complement your strength training. This is how you do that. Here's some stretching that's going to help you for all these things. And like we sort of know better how to program it all together even like implementing running into a program in a way that's not gonna you know undo all the hard work from your strength training like it's definitely a skill and I think it takes a lot of time and a lot of experience and practice and a lot of failures to figure out how to do that and get the best out of someone yeah and I think from from us kind of you know we've we've definitely made our oh I speak for myself we definitely made lots of mistakes and I think we every time we've done something like that, we've always learned from it and we've always thought, well, okay, well, how can we make it better and how can we, you know, now we know, well, if someone's in a particular phase of training, you know, what can we do in this phase that's going to make them improve? And yeah, we definitely have a lot more evidence-based um, with all our knowledge and experience and also the current information that's out there to guide our decisions. Yeah, that's so true. Which is something new. So that's kind of how... You know the things that we promote and value is all the experiences that we've had over the years we we put them into uh, make our own decisions and we use all that information to make our own decisions so our goal right now is just for everyone especially now considering motivation so low and everyone's you know very distracted is all we want people to do is just keep moving so that goes for everyone so that's just if you've got an olympic weightlifting program with me your program at the moment is probably just moving along and just practicing and just maintenance um, because it can be really draining and if, if you're someone who's you know finding things challenging then it's definitely going to be about uh you know reading that person and you know communicating with them and just making sure their program is just to cruise along and just maintain and and just making even now i think as well making sure that our programs are sustainable not just for our clients but for ourselves mm -hmm. so like when we used to train and we started i remember doing like six seven days and there were some days i go in and do double days which is like excessive and it's not sustainable you burn out and you can't sustain that and a normal person who has a life and a job and a family and they can't sustain that either so you've just got to tailor things to the person and like now I think we're really good at that in terms of like okay well how does exercise fit in with your life or how can you prioritize exercise and what's actually achievable and sustainable for you if that person can only do two times a week 45 minutes each session so be it that's what they're going to do as long as they can sustain that long term if they can do five days one hour each session amazing like that's great but can they sustain it it's about creating something that they can do long term which maybe wasn't as much of a focus from the beginning, but now I think we really focus on that. Thank you for listening to Wired AF. This has been episode 11. If you want to ask us a question, you can reach out by email, coach at acardifitness.com, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, if you still use Facebook, and YouTube at Acardi Fitness. We'll see you guys for episode 12 next Thursday.